In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are really, truly, substantially present here with us tonight. Body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity. In the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus, please increase our faith. Help us to have a new encounter with you tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit. Please reveal to us, Jesus, your heart for us. Help us to know your thoughts tonight and to know your affection for us tonight in a new way. May we be filled with hope. May we be filled with your love and your peace and your joy in a new way tonight. Mother Mary, we crown you the queen of our time together here with Jesus, your son, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to read from John's Gospel to start us off here tonight. Chapter 14. So this is at the Last Supper. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone who has seen Jesus has seen the Father. Because Jesus is in the Father, and the Father is in him. Jesus here trying to help us get a little bit of a greater understanding of his relationship with the Father in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. Perhaps it's not something you think about every day. You probably make the sign of the cross every day. You may not even say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You might just make the sign of the cross. Nothing wrong with that. But I think it's a good thing for us to reflect, to meditate, to even contemplate the Trinity each and every day. 
because we come from the Holy Trinity. We are a fruit, you could say, of their love. It was because of their desire to share their love with more creatures that we were born, so to speak. They wanted us to exist so that we could share in their very life, which is pure, unconditional love. They wanted us to participate in that personally, intimately, forever. It's where we come from, and it's where we're going. So that's why it's a good thing to think about every day. The Holy Trinity. It's where we come from, and it's where we're going. I think if we thought about heaven more and what heaven really is, we would not be so afraid of death. I know some of you are not afraid of death at all. (laughs) And of course, death is absurd. I always say that at funerals. Death is absurd. But at least now for us believers, we don't have to at least look on death with hopelessness or despair. But rather we can look forward to it with a lot of hope, with even a lot of enthusiasm. Because it will be the fullness of life and love We get little tastes of heaven, as that second song said tonight. If this is a glimpse of heaven, I could get used to this. So our best moments in prayer, our best moments in relationship with family and friends, are indeed little glimpses of heaven. Because heaven is all about perfect communion, intimacy, friendship, sharing, Honor, respect, reverence for each and every human being that is there. And it all starts and ends with the Lord and his love for us that he pours into us, that we participate in, and that we will all experience to the full in heaven. So we really have nothing to be afraid of. We have a lot of things to look forward to. Some say that heaven is a perfect balance between rest and play. Sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) A perfect balance of rest and play. If you think about it, you can't really enjoy one without the other. That's why there has to be a perfect balance of the two. You can rest for a hundred years and then you can go and play for a hundred years. And you come back and rest for a hundred years and then go and play for a hundred years. I mean, there's no time in heaven. We really won't know how long we're doing something. But there will be this harmony, this balance that will be unequaled to anything we've ever experienced before here on earth. We get little tastes of it. We get glimpses of it. We experience great joy, great rest, 
great play this side of heaven, but nothing like we will experience in heaven itself when we will see God face to face. Tonight we have to encounter him with faith and hope and love, the theological virtues. So it is a real encounter that we're having here tonight in faith, by the grace of God, being brought about here through the sacrament, through the Holy Spirit who's at work here. So we're going to have, we are having a real encounter with God. But we depend on the theological virtues to make that happen. In heaven, we won't need the theological virtues anymore. The veil will be lifted and we will see God face to face. And we will experience his love without any obstacles, without any walls, without any masks. So we will be able to receive all of that love perfectly. Without any hesitation, without any suspicion, without any distrust, without any anxiety. Won't that be nice? (laughs) Just think about that. You can't worry in heaven anymore, moms. (laughs) There's no worrying in heaven. None. So stop now and get a better taste of heaven. How's that? (laughs) If it were only that easy, Father, just stop it. Easier said than done. God, help us to stop worrying. Ask for that grace tonight. Jesus, help us to stop worrying. How can can we stop worrying? Because he's in control. God is on the throne. Jesus is king. Christ the king. And he's got us in the palm of his hands. Show us the Father. Jesus goes on then. He says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. That means then that means that we too can perform miracles. We can do the works that Jesus did, and even greater ones. How about that? Let's declare that right now. Repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I believe that I can do the works that Jesus did, and even greater works than he did. Because he is going to the Father And I can ask him whatever I want for the glory of the Father. And it will be done. He will do it for me. He will do it through me. And he will do it with me. Amen. Now you may have a hard time believing that. (laughs) But just keep Believing, keep making those acts of faith. Whenever we make an act of faith, whenever we say, I believe, 
in the name of Jesus, heaven pays very close attention to that statement. Whenever we make an act of faith in the name of Jesus, heaven pays very close attention to that. And God honors that. He affirms it. And our faith grows. Just like any muscle, when you exercise it, it grows. So too with our faith. Whenever we activate, whenever we exercise our faith, it grows. So if you're having a difficult time believing in God, just start making acts of faith. If you're being tempted to despair, to hopelessness, start making acts of hope. And God will honor that. God will bless that. He will strengthen your faith. He will strengthen your hope. And we pray for that tonight. We pray that you will all have a new encounter with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament through faith tonight. Which is to say you will have a certain personal experience of his presence. You might feel what feels like electricity going through your body, a tingling. Maybe a warmth. Maybe the Lord will put an image in your head using your imagination. Maybe a word will come to you. Maybe a certain intuition, a certain knowing will come to you about your life, about his life, about your friendship with God. He'll just infuse it. The angels have that continuously. They don't have to learn anything. Did you know that? The angels don't have to learn anything. It's infused knowledge. We all have to learn things, right? But God can give you the gift of infused knowledge of himself. How many of you would like that gift tonight? Yeah. Jesus, we ask you for the gift of infused knowledge tonight regarding yourself, your heart, your love for us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You could ask for that over and over again. I think I got it a lot when I was studying theology. Because <laughs> God knew that the circumstances, the circumstances under which I was studying theology were very extraordinary. I didn't really get to go to a classroom. I had to study it in the car most of the time as my road team partner was driving the car. So not an easy situation. So I think I got a lot of infused knowledge as I was studying so, yeah, sometimes we have to make a little bit of an effort, but even our little effort is blessed in abundance by his grace. It's a specific grace that he can give at any time. Infused knowledge of his person, of his love, of his plans for your life, of his plans for the church and the world, a certain prophetic Confidence in what's going on. I think that's another gift he gave me. 
So I'll close with that tonight. I want to share that with you tonight. Some of you know that I'm headed to Fatima next week with my mom. But this Thursday is the anniversary of the miracle of the sun in Fatima. It happened in 1917 for the first time, October 13th. And it was the sign that the kids were asking Mary for. She had been appearing to them since May. May 13th, June 13th, July 13th, and so on. So they were asking her for a sign that everyone could see so that they would believe the kids that they were telling the truth, that they were actually seeing Mary and that she was speaking to them. So there were tens of thousands of people that gathered in the field there in Fatima. It was raining, it was muddy, it was cloudy, and all of a sudden the sky opened up, the sun came out, the ground dried, people's clothes dried immediately. And everyone could look directly up into the sun without burning their eyes. And it danced, it swirled, colors were twirling off of it. At one point, it it seemed as though it were crashing to the ground and people were crying out the act of contrition. Everybody saw it. It was a great sign. And so that was God's way of affirming the message and confirming it. And essentially... Mary said that, yes, there's going to be a second world war if the world doesn't turn back to God after this first world war. Russia will spread her errors, which she continues to do to this day, unfortunately. However, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. And today we celebrate the memorial of John the 23rd, Pope John the 23rd. Il Papa Bono, as they called him in Italy. John the 23rd, who started the Second Vatican Council. And so he prayed at the beginning of the council for a new Pentecost. You could say that he was a prophet. He was reading the signs of the times. That's what a prophet does. More than predicting the future, a prophet reads the signs of the times in light of faith. So John XXIII was undoubtedly a prophet. Convoking the Second Vatican Council, reading the signs of the times, praying for a new Pentecost. He knew that the church needed reform and only the Holy Spirit could carry that out. The church needed a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit so as to engage the modern world, so as to demonstrate God's power and presence in addition to proclaiming the message of the gospel. And now, unfortunately, I think we live in a post-Christian world. This whole proposal three is straight from the pits of hell. The fact that somebody could even conceive of approving that is mind-boggling, I'm sure, for all of us here. And yet, it's on the ballot. How did that happen, right? Well, because God has been taken out of the public square, little by little, more and more. So 
So more than ever today, men and women need to see signs in order to believe. And God's going to count on us to perform those signs and wonders. We're all going to be miracle workers. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I never thought of myself as a miracle worker. Well, if you're a Christian in the year 2022 and in the years to come, you're going to be a miracle worker. God's going to ask you to perform miracles. To ask for miracles. And he will provide. God will provide. So then Mary goes on to say, her immaculate heart will triumph. And I think that's synonymous with this new Pentecost. With the era of peace that she talked about as well. And so it's a message of hope. It's a message of hope. The devil knows his time is short. And this proposal three is a desperate attempt on his part to wreak as much havoc as possible in the little amount of time that he has left before she crushes his head with her heel. So let's pray for that tonight. We can offer up our time here for the defeat of Proposal 3. We can pray for our country, the church, our families, your children, your marriages. Let's pray that Christ would be at the center of all our relationships. That the Holy Trinity would be at the center of all our relationships. That their love that their eternal embrace would be at the center of all of our relationships, that we ourselves could experience ourselves as being cradled by the Trinity, cradled by the Father in the Son through the Holy Spirit. And once we experience that, dear brothers and sisters, once we rest in that embrace of theirs, then we're capable of embracing others, of receiving others in that same kind of love. But we can't give what we don't have. And we won't have anything unless we ask for it. So let's ask tonight to receive this eternal embrace, this tender embrace of the Holy Trinity. So, Lord, increase our faith tonight, our hope, and our love, so that we can say with you, it is good to be here. It is good to be with you. It is good to be in the embrace of the Father, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray together. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Help me to have an encounter with God tonight. With Jesus, my Lord. May this encounter be personal and intimate and healing and life-giving. May it fill me with hope and joy, and peace, and power, so that I can become 
All that God created me to be. Living in friendship with him. And making his presence felt in this world. Through signs and wonders. And charity and truth. Amen.